presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. You think you're going to be good, but you just don't know until you do it. I mean, that's anything. Like, who knows? That's why I say I have confidence in myself. I have confidence in the team. And we're just going to take it day by day. I mean, who? Like, I can't say what might happen this year, what might happen next year. Who, who knows? Broadcasting live from the ESPN Madison studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Correction, we are live from University Ridge Golf Course as I had my first round of the year with uh, Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton. The mountains were blue out here at University Ridge, so we knew what to do. And that was Crush. Some Coors Lights. We did crush some uh, Coors Light. Uh, we, we golfed with our friend Steve, uh, and, and he was out there crushing some golf balls, crushing some Coors Lights with us as well. So we appreciate him coming out there. And we had Alex Strofe with us. <laughs> and it was something. Now, Matt, you're the golf guy. Yeah. And you give a lot of good tips. You gave uh, Steve a few tips that he appreciated. And like most tips, they work initially, then you overcorrect, and you got to work it back. But the tips are usually helpful. I've used the tips. I, I would say out of the last nine holes we played today, I think I had seven or eight really good drives. Yeah. And that's credit to the tips you gave me last year, but I've obviously been working on them for a while now. So you are a guy that can give some tips. But I think at times if you're giving golf tips for someone who maybe doesn't golf a lot and there's a crowd because Ryan Wallersheim was out there doing some social media, so a lot of this uh, we're going to talk about is on tape, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I will text Ryan to share some of this off of uh, the at uh, Jim and Matt Twitter feed. You can get it to the show, 844-770-3776. We might talk a little bit about the yips. But Matt Hamilton, I, I'm not a great golfer with the rules. I know more the etiquette. But what exactly is the rule when you go up to a ball uh, and you address it? but you don't hit it? Well, Jim, I'm glad you asked this because I I feel like I know of one listener who is going to be very curious on what the ruling on that sort of uh, situation is. (laughs) (laughs) Jim, if you step up and address the ball with intent to hit the ball and you miss, whether you go under it because it's fluffed up in the grass or you just airball it over the top, that counts as one stroke. Yep. Now, if you were to just rifle your hands back and just swing again without actually trying to reset or set up yeah. right after that one, that is also going to count. So if you kind of do that like three, four times in a row yeah. without resetting and just swing it, that's like four or five strokes right there because you just missed the ball and then started waving your club in frustration. So Alex Strofe today was <laughs> basically Clarence Carter, uh, if you know the song Stroking. <laughs> Alex Strofe was stroking out on the golf course today because how many times what, would you say the first time the yips hit Alex Strofe, which was on hole two? Two. Oh, my goodness. And I thought he was kidding at first, and I think there was seven or eight. Am I wrong on that? It looked like a glitch in the matrix because he kept <laughs> on going back and swinging over. And, folks, when we talk about, as we provide some dazzling detail, it is gorgeous outside here. And, Matt, you're, you're more the golfer here. This is kind of your home course. Describe hole two for us and where uh, Alex Strofe was. I know yeah. teed off. So it's and a nice one. par five. It goes down a hill, Three, kind of dog legs to the right, which means it curves to the right, and then it curves back to the left. Yeah. Um, you got to go over some over like a little stream, and Strofe had failed to do that. So he was in the long grass, took a drop, yep. hit it in that stream, took a drop, and I didn't over, know all this because... Hit a great shot over. So that's what gets us to the middle of the fairway, yeah. 
hundred some yards out, and Strofe is ready. Yep. He had a pretty good first hole. If we're not really counting the drop strokes, he's doing okay here on this second hole too. He's hitting like four or five there. Yeah. If you're cheating for him, and Thank gentlemen, you. we play gentlemen. We play gentlemen. Because here's the thing: before you Thank get you. deeper, like um, you know, Steve and I got better as the day went along. Uh, you did as well, but you obviously have a higher starting point. So it's a hole two. None of us are taking it that serious. So there's no like pressure mm-hmm. on Alex. I mean, you're really good, but. You're, I, I said this to Steve when we went golfing. Like Matt's so good, you don't have to worry about it. Like he's so much better than like the normal golfer, and, and maybe you're not as good as you want to be. But when you're out here, it's, I'm not. I'm not trying to hit as far as you because I, I'm not going to be able to, and I'm just going to be able to. And I want to enjoy myself, and right. so it makes it easier. If it's you're playing with people who are your peers, then you can almost put pressure on yourself to try to win the hole and mm-hmm. do more. Uh, so it's not really the case here, and everyone's really chill. So I just want to set that up of like, there's no reason for Alex to. Logically the develop the yips, but oh just my. now continue on. So he's sitting 170 yards out, kind of downhill. Got a really good-looking shot. Um, and he just addresses the ball and, I don't know, like refuses to hit it. He, like, swings right over the top, missed by three inches. Like, not, you could have stacked a ball on top of that ball, and he's still missing that ball. And he like, kind of takes a breath and does it again and again. And again and again, and it was just the Let the most tell us about that. Not brutal Not demonstration Not of golf Not I've ever seen. It, it truly was, and uh, I I appreciate Alex I was being like a good yelling sport. to him, and I'm like, we're all watching the ball. Relax. He goes, stop watching me. I'm like, no. Like, yeah, I thought you were trying to be. I was a jerk. No, I was saying we're all. And I followed back up. Like, Alex, we're all watching the ball. This is like the best part about playing with people is that it's really easy like, to keep we'll your watch head down. For you, yeah. yeah. You just focus on the spot you're yeah. trying to hit, and don't worry about where the ball goes. We'll focus on where the ball right. goes. Yeah, yeah. I, I I get what you're saying, but yeah. as, to the non-golfer, yeah. he doesn't understand that. Like yeah. Alex, he was just like, "We're all watching you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I well, know you're nervous already, and yeah. you've taken a couple air ball swings. Yeah. We're all watching you. Couple, <laughs> but that wasn't the worst part because uh-uh. it was hole three <laughs> and the tee off. From hole three, which is a par three, yeah. what is it about? Also, probably for for the white tees we were playing on that hole was probably like 140 yards. Okay, and you and I both went a little short on our club and left it just short and hit the, hit the sand on our shot, and, and Steve went a little right on his shot. And Alex, and again, Ryan will share this as well. We'll make sure Ryan has the video. We'll get this up. Alex, be, he's a good sport about it. So we'll get this out to our fans Are you during sure the first. That? Well, you I sure have. I, I do have the video, but I think Alex can help us out and share it on at Jim and Matt. Yeah, I'm going to need to delete the audio in order to post it. That's fine. fine. I look, and I gave you a great social media tip that you're going to do later. So you you got to be a good sport about it. So Alex, same thing. Six. I was starting to feel bad for him, and then I started like I can't watch it because I'm going to get the yips. Like I started to worry <laughs> that it was contagious. Like, it is because I was like when I went up to hit after Alex, who took six or seven swings, missed completely. You gave him a tip, missed again. Steve Knutson, I guess the winner, gives him a, a, a tip, 
and hits it about four feet. That was the best part about yeah. it is that he finally hits it, and it just <laughs> it rolls. And Almost goes, off the tee yeah, box. And he said, at least I hit it. Yeah. I made contact. That's all that mattered. Look, but I ended up figuring it out, right? Yes. Like I, I, I figured it out, but it was it was a rough little twelve minute patch there where I yeah. just couldn't get anything right. You were uh, an abomination to golf for a it's while. The funny part because at the beginning of the round, we were yeah. asking, "Do you want a Coors Light stroke?" He's like, "Nah, gotta, got, I gotta go in." Yep. Has the yips? I'm like, you know, I know you didn't want a Coors Light, but you can have a sip of mine. Yep. Got a little bit of aiming fluid in him, and yeah. then all of a sudden it was, it was gone. He was starting to hit the ball again. So it was just one good sip of that Mountain Blue refreshment that got Strophy back on track. Now, when we say hit the ball well, uh, I, he followed. Look, I think we, this was one of our teammates, Chad Hopper, we call him Hopper, talked about his grandma when she goes out and golf, and she just <laughs> pops it about 100 yards at a time straight. But Alex, that's what Alex was doing oh, for Strophe a little bit. Strophy would kill for 100 yards per True, but yeah, I mean. True that. And there was still a lot of misses and a lot of scuffs yeah. in there. But when he was hitting it, it was like, all right, it's going. He yeah, play it. he advanced you know? it most yes. of the time. Yes, yes, he advanced the ball closer to the hole. So Alex got back into his groove of a beginning golfer, which I think is where you'd put Alex at. Alex, I think that's a fair place to put you. It's like, how often do you golf? Uh, I've been golfing, you know, five, six, down, seven play, times play a year down, for play, three years. Play it down. Uh, <laughs> like this is my first out. time golfing ever. <laughs> you did great, bud. Yeah, so for your first time ever, great job. But – Alex was a good sport about it. We had a great time out here at UH. But I want to hear 844-770-3776. Uh, the, either your story of having the yips or just watching the yips. I remember Chuck Knobloch, a, a second baseman for the Yankees, famously couldn't throw the ball to first base anymore. He played for the Twins and then went to the Yankees. And just <laughs> Thanks for the comparison to a Major League Baseball player, Couldn't Jim. throw it to first that. base. Rick Ankeel uh, for the Cardinals was a pitcher and got moved to the outfield because he couldn't throw the ball to, to catcher anymore. Just yips, couldn't do it. 844 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think that's just called the bats. 844-770-3776. The most famous yips in sports that jumped to your mind. And if you have stories of yourself with the yips in honor of Alex Strofe, who had the yips for about two holes here and could not hit the golf ball literally to save his life. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. We're having a good time out here. At U Ridge. And, uh, Matt, there's, there's been other ones. Joel Stavi, the quarterback for the Badgers. We didn't see that one, but we heard the stories about the, the yips from him. So 844-770-3776. That's how you can call in or you can text in stories of the yips. Blair Walsh. Oh, yep, yep. Oh, man, that, that's a legendary one. That, makes, that made me so happy when he missed that field goal against Seattle. Yes. In the cold? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I very rarely do I find myself cheering against, uh, like, the Bears or cheering against the Vikings. Yep. Normally I'm just like, meh. Yeah. Because I typically can count on the Packers for a win that week, so it's like, whatever. Yeah. You guys remember, any you, you guys were speaking of kickers, you remember Brett Maher in the wild card game for the Cowboys kicker against the uh, the, the Buccaneers earlier this year? He missed yes. four extra points. Oh, That's yeah. Right. That's a good case of the yes. Yep. yep. That it, it happens, and kicker is one. Golf is a common place for the yips. Because, Alex, that's the other part of it. We're making fun of you, but the yips are common in golf. It is something that can easily happen. That's why I legitimately, after you hit, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to have the yips because you just saw it, and then in your own head, it's very easy to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the- Especially coming off like that big ego, that WBA win, <laughs> I figured you'd just be – this is a very humbling game to be coming off such a high. 
Yeah, I don't know about that, but I will say uh, <laughs> you're not winning any WBAs for golf. Like yeah, that's fair. Uh, the yips uh, defined as a state of extreme nervousness that causes a golfer to miss an easy putt is how it's defined. Well, that and I would say that's uh, yeah, that's that's fitting. Although well, my putt game was fine, it was just uh, well, literally uh, well. every. Well, I could make contact if it was on the green, but getting to the green was my issue. But hitting the ball with the putter. He was like, I, I was good at putting because I, I could hit the ball with the putter. <laughs> the bar is the floor for Alex Chip. Damn straight. He was a hell of a walker today, too. He put one foot in front of the other, didn't fall once. Yeah. So, Thanks, guys. So, Alex, now I want to get into your mindset. We're going to have a post-game press conference. You're going to get uh, 844-770-3776. Sure. You want to call in. You want to text in with stories of yourself having the yips. Or uh, just famous yips you remember from athletes, uh, whether it's a little bit in a game uh, or obviously something that was more severe like the Knobloch and Rick Ankeel ones. Alex Strofe, what was going through your mind after your <laughs> second miss? Because there's nothing more humiliating than like scuffing a ball or missing a ball when you're swinging. Right, Matt? Is that probably fair to say? that? Yeah. No, abs- a, a big miss. It, it's worse. I think it's a little more acceptable to miss over the top. It's when you hit the ground and b- your club bounces over the uh, ball. Yeah. That is like yeah, the yes. most embarrassing thing. Yeah, but like ever. the, the pure, I've never done it. I wouldn't know. Right. And the pure whiff, though, I don't. That, that <laughs> one's pretty unique. Like usually, especially twice. But at least that's silent. Yeah, it's the, the yes. thud of the yeah. ground. Everyone can turn their heads and see that you just took a shot. At least, you know, if you weren't paying attention, yeah. you had no idea. Yeah. Alex took eight yeah. strokes. Nine times out of ten, you're trying to swing like, out of your shoes. Is what happens when you're trying to, and you want to see it because you're gonna, because look, because you're gonna hit as hard as you to golf. Have. Like I, when I've golfed with anyone, they're like, "What am I doing wrong?" I'm like, "Honestly, I'm just gonna tell you, you're probably swinging too hard because that's yeah. usually the case." Yeah. But Alex, what was going on after you realized you were missing, like, like failing you, miserably? Fail, yeah, failing. I was just praying to God I was able to hit the next one. So, so you, had, you didn't do anything. You thought I'm not going to change a thing. I'm just gonna try again. Swing harder. Because that's where the Perfect. yips, that's where I kind of came, where we thought it was the yips, because if nothing else, you thought he would thud it. Like, mm-hmm. you would just overcorrect and just bury your golf club yeah. in the ground, which at least makes sense. But And I could still, for the life of me, can't figure out how you missed it so many times in a row. Yeah, and, I, mean, and I, I don't even know if you got closer. You and yeah, me both, Jimmy. You and it, me both. It is. I'm really excited to share it on social media because it is one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen in, in real life. <laughs> it is a sport. I mean, Matt, we talk about watching great sports feats. When in your life are you ever going to see someone twice miss a shot eight times in a row swinging over the top of it or whatever he was doing with it? Maybe we can analyze it. The last time I did that, I was watching um, Happy Gilmore play the eight, the last hole or the last round of the uh, championship to win the gold jacket. He got stuck up in the, <laughs> the tall grass and then took about eight whacks to try and get out of it. And to be well, and he had to count everyone. Sorry, Strophy. And if you're in the uh, the movie part of a Tin Cup, there's a, not yips, but he has a thing where he hits the ball and kind of gets stubborn about it. We have seen it in golf. Some majors, some guys have. Well, like, I mean, Brooks Kepka yeah. was like a top five guy inside eight feet, and now he's like eighty. Yeah. And it, it is one of uh, those things in sports that is definitely unique here. We're out at University Ridge having a great time hanging out um, and, and drinking some uh, Coors Light. But also, 
Uh, Matt, we uh, love our friend. We actually brought him up today because he's uh, a sports community. We've golfed with him before, and he, he might be golfing with you tonight. That's mm-hmm. our friend Josh from Revive Restoration. You need mold remediation. You have water damage. You have fire damage, smoke damage. It can affect your house. It can affect your business. And, Matt, the only guy that we would call would be Revive Restoration. At revivepros.com is a website, and Josh and his team over there are great. Yeah, uh, like you said, Jim, Josh is a great guy. He'll make sure that he, he gets your life, whether it's your business or your home, back on track where you need to be. Um, best part about the Revive Pros and Revive Restoration is they are available 24-7, 365 days a year. So anytime you need them, Revive Pros has your back. Uh, Jim touched on it, but they, they can handle mold, smoke damage, water damage, fire, all sorts of things. Anything you can think of that you need to come back from, Revive Restoration can help you out. Uh, you can go online, go to revivepros.com to find them. And remember, like nobody plans for accidents, but when they do happen, Revive Pros can get you back on track. Uh, a little bit of news before we go to break. Adrian Wojnarowski put this out about an hour ago. ESPN sources: Milwaukee was granted permission to interview Golden State associate head coach Kenny Atkinson, which is the guy I gave you. Yeah. Some other candidates expected to meet with the Bucks on the coaching job: Milwaukee associate head coach Charles Lee, ex Charlotte coach James Brego, and there'll be additional candidates and in interviews. Now, last time. With Budenholzer, the team kind of said they identified him, but they wanted to work through the entire process. I don't know if that's the case this time with Kenny Atkinson, but he would fit the profile that we want. So we'll talk about that. Jordan Love also talked today. Hopefully he doesn't have the yips. We'll talk about him on the other side. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I'm doing. I be stoking. Ah, uh, Alex Strofe's golf game yeah, was man. stroking out there today. I smoke it anywhere but where I want the ball yeah. to go. <laughs> Matt Hamilton, pull your mic a little bit closer to you. This is uh, Rutledge and Hamilton. We are live from University Ridge Golf Course. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge, 844-770-3776. Let's get out to Robin Madison uh, with the story on the Yips. Hey, Rob. What's up, guys? Hey. You know, uh, Tin Cup is really underrated. That movie is awesome. 100% Very good you. flick. Totally with you. So back in the back in the day playing baseball, we were a traveling team, and as a freshman, I was backup catcher on varsity. And we played down in St. Louis, and I can't remember what the catcher did to get benched. So freshman in there, and we're playing uh, infield practice, and Coach starts doing pop-ups to the catcher, me, you know. And I kept on missing these balls. No reason for it. I mean, I'm playing t-ball. Most easiest thing ever. I must have missed eight of the damn things in a row. <laughs> you know, Coach wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't switch to another player. Give me a break. He would put that pressure on me. Make Finally, I mean, there's a cheer going on. Finally, after when I do catch the damn thing. <laughs> there we go. Thank you for the call on the yips, 844-770-3776. Uh, thank you. Want to hear how you overcome the yips, too? Alex Strofe overcame him to become back to a just a bad golfer instead of a catechism. Hey, <laughs> oh, did, legendary. You, did you see that drive I made on the ninth hole, Jimmy? You did. We both did. And Ryan had left at that point. We both had very good drives on, on the ninth time. hole. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and Matt, I, I think Matt can confirm this, but there's no video of it. I played my best golf on the back nine, which also happens – Early on, Alex, you would have gotten late, way better 
as the day went along, as I did as well, because you get more swings in. Well, there's a there's a there's a you know curve here, but uh, Alex drove. <laughs> If you missed it earlier, are we going to get those up at Jim and Matt, the videos of you uh, stroking? Yeah, like I said, I'm working on it. I just got to make sure there's no audio because uh, I said some uh, some words the FCC wouldn't approve of. Yes, <laughs> that seems about right. Uh, we may have said some words the FCC wouldn't approve of talking about your swings, too. It's like, uh, what was it, uh, Major League? May run like maze, but he hits like crap. <laughs> May yeah. run like maze, but can't hit at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alex Strofe there, a good sport about uh, his round out here. But Jordan Love. Uh, today spoke to the media, and we uh, we're going to react to it a little bit here. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Nothing said today is like groundbreaking, but we joked with Stroh feeling pressure. More and more people watching him, and, and Jordan Love talked about pressure as being a starting quarterback. Everyone's everyone's going to be looking at you, though. I mean, it's, it's not like the quarterback in Chicago or Minnesota. This is you replacing, you know, the MVPs. Is there anything? Do you feel that at all? Maybe it's just too far from playing games. But. I mean, it's pressure. No matter where you're going to be at, it's going to be pressure. Um, you're an NFL quarterback. You know, there's only so many of you. So everyone's watching you. Everyone's watching every, every move you make on the field. Um, so it's pressure, but that's what comes with position. Like, that's what I signed up for. That's what I knew I was getting myself into. Um, and it comes down to me just making the most of that. Can I – who asked that question? Uh, I'm not sure. Let's listen again. I'll figure it out for you. Everyone's, everyone's going to be looking at you, though. I mean, it's, it's not a dumb question. I believe that is Bill Huber. You're just mad because he said it's not like it's Chicago. Is no, it's a stupid upset? question. Well, two things. One, it's an ask nine question because, like, pressure. Uh, what kind of question is that? What is Jordan Love going to say? Well, I'm, to- I'm, I'm scared. I'm going to miss the ball like Alex Strove. I'm going to have the yips. I'm going <laughs> to pee down my pants. I can't handle it. Hey, so I'm going to pee stupid. down my pants. Not this time. Only in elevators. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, I mean, the Chicago part, Minnesota, fine. But, like, Chicago's the, and the NFL will tell you this, the second most important market for the NFL. When Chicago's good, NFL ratings lift. So there is more pressure to be quarterback in Chicago than outside of New York. Now, there's a legacy to be carried over in Green Bay from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. But pressure? I'm sorry, New York and Chicago are far more pressure-filled to play any sport than uh, especially Green Bay. Because everyone in Green Bay, especially Bill Huber and the fan bloggers, want Jordan Love to succeed. And that's why they ask softball, soft-ass questions like that. Tell me how you're going (laughs) to handle this pressure. What was Jordan Love going to answer to that? Like, that drives me insane. Now, he gave the right answer, but there's no answer from that that is remotely close to, Matt, how do you handle the pressure of uh, playing the gold gold medal game? Oh, there's there's pressure in whatever game you play. You just got to go out there and, you know, all eyes are on my curling game, but that's what I signed up for. That's why I'm here. Right? Yes. That's the Jordan Love answer? Right. It was nothing. (laughs) I mean, Alex. Yeah, exactly. That was... That was oh, oh he wasted his his opportunity it's because a, I anybody could have came up with that like that's what what is he gonna say tell me you don't have a good question without telling me you don't have a good question yeah, that, that guys was a rough one. guys I, I sat through the whole press conference there, yeah. there was probably only three good questions well how about you give us the audio for those three good questions then because we were yeah, golfing well uh, yeah. yeah there was many good answers uh, I just didn't include a lot of the uh, the, the well questions. I want to hear this one with the note love on Roger's advice funny reaction but boring answer is there any particular piece of advice you passed along that would stick with you more than any of the others Mm. No, 
I don't think there's any one piece of advice that sticks out more than the other. Great. Wow. Mm. I do like that. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, all right. So that's what that meant. <laughs> Yikes. What about this one? What about this? Is, I want to hear the question for this one about waiting three years. Please tell me this is not a stupid question. Yeah, I mean, it's very hard. It's not easy. Um, Did he ask if it's hard to wait three years? You want to be the guy. No, I, I swear to God, Alex Strofe, if they asked no. the question, was it hard to not play for three years? I, I think the question was, how long did it feel like? And then he started the answer with, it felt like three years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very hard. It's not easy. Um, obviously, you want to be the guy. Everybody wants to be the guy. Everybody wants to be on the field making plays. Um, so it's not easy. Uh, but it was the situation I was put in. Um, there's really nothing I can do about it. You know, I say all the time, control what I can control. And all I can control of that situation is how I approach every day, how I learn, how I grow, and how I get myself ready if my name's called. All right, so we've established this. He's going to be born a sin. Good or bad, he is going to be completely. He's got coach answers yes. Because, right Alex, is this something we can do? Can we ask the same questions that uh, the hard hating softball questions that were given to Green Bay uh, to Jordan Love? Can we ask Chat GPT that? You want me to ask ChatGPT if waiting three years is a long time? I'm sorry. I'm I, that's why I don't know. I don't know how it works. I'm asking literally a question. I don't know how it works because my point is Jordan Love is basically giving ChatGPT no, answers to this. This is what it is. He is Matt LaFleur's avatar, and Matt LaFleur is in his ear on the podium just telling yeah. him how to run the play at the podium. Because that was if that's not a Matt LaFleur answer, I've never heard Matt LaFleur talk at a press conference. Like – Correct me if I'm wrong. In 844-770-3776, I don't think Aaron Rodgers was ever, and again, this has nothing to do with on the field. Why are we talking about it? Because we don't know what Jordan Love's going to be as a football player, but I am curious, was was Aaron Rodgers ever this bland? Like, <laughs> no. Like, right? I mean, I'm not making that up. He <laughs> would give some sort of, you know, a little bit of juice, a little bit of personality into the answers. Now, it obviously got... Maybe a bridge too far, but at least you had some sort of. Can we? Let's see if we can dig. I'm going to put Alex Strofe on the spot here, but he's an award winner. Maybe we can find some early audio from, from Rodgers earlier in his career because this is, again, it has no. Maybe this is better. Maybe this is really good. It this has is no, what we wanted. But this is no indication of what it would be at all. I agree. But the combination of Green Bay reporters outside of Jason Wildey and Rob Domofsky asking questions to Jordan Love. Like that combination is going to lead to like people driving off the road, falling asleep, Packer post game when they're listening to the press conferences. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to drive right off the road as you get like a softball question with a robotic answer. You go, we're saving lives All here, right, folks. Jim, here you go. All right, award-winning stuff. Here's Aaron Rodgers in his first ever press conference as a Green Bay Packer in 2005. We didn't discuss it, but uh, he just said, "Be patient. It could be a long day." And uh, we had talked about uh, 49ers being out, possibly Miami taking me, maybe Tampa, and then, you know, just thinking that maybe my value as a pick might be enticing to number, you know, to Arizona at 8, Washington at 9, then 14, 15, 16. And we said after that, uh, Green Bay and Washington at 24, 25 could be possibilities. Um, and I believe he actually said recently that about Washington, that if he hadn't gone to Green Bay, he said Washington may have still taken Campbell. Because they wanted him. So it is interesting, again, how that all breaks out. But 
It's apropos of nothing because we, uh, the press conferences now don't mean anything. But Aaron definitely def- definitely sounded far more, and now it's him as a rookie, far more relaxed and right. Just of himself. Is that fair to say, Strofe? He's got some big shoes to fill. I will say. Oh, Aaron oh, did? Love Sam. Yeah, good point. <laughs> love Sam's very relaxed. He was very cool, calm, collected. I thought he was great today, but it was just, I mean, it's so abnormal to what we're used to, right? You go from Brett Favre, who was an electric interview, he did great press conferences, to Rodgers, who especially at the end of his career just went, uh, you know, blaze of glory his last couple of years <laughs> yeah, in those yeah, press yeah. conferences. And now you just go to cool, calm, collected love. Who's, who's excited about the opportunity? And he's not nothing about what time. he said sounded exciting. I don't disagree with you. I, again, this means nothing as far as him as a football player. Call him cool Joe. Yeah, <laughs> sleepy, uh, cool sleepy Joe. love. No, uh, no, not sleepy. He's just cool. He's calm. He's collected. He's cool okay. Joe. Made to chill. He's made to chill. Jordan Love. It has zero impact on what he is as a player, but it is. I get what you're saying, Strofe, as far as cool, calm, and collected, but it was robotic and not a ounce of anything remotely close to useful that couldn't have been said by a computer that came out of his mouth. So two, both are true. Yeah, that's fair. He, he didn't seem rattled or anything, but it is, again, we're still comparing him to the one of the greatest quarterbacks ever played in Aaron Rodgers, and again, there was a double-edged sword with He's Aaron. because He's never going to be able to dodge that comparison just because that's who he followed. Right, and it's good. It's, look, and he, Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. It's not even like I just want to know if you notice the difference, and maybe are you happy? That's the question we should ask. Are you happy that right now the personalities between Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers seem between night and day? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Jordan Love seems like he's going to eat, breathe, and crap football, and Aaron seemed to you know do the same, yeah. but also have a lot of other interest. Right. And to the point of the avatar, Jordan Love might just plug back in and, and watch game film and, and, and only do coach speak, which both can work. There are quarterbacks out there who have succeeded who are robotic in their answers. So this is not anything about him as a football player because we have no or as a leader or as anything. I just found it very jarring. You're right, from Rod, from Favre into Rodgers into uh, Jordan Love, and jo- Jordan Love sounds like a, a you know a, a, a insurance salesman up there or something like that. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Salesman Love. <laughs> maybe that's what we can. Uh, maybe that's what we can call him as well. I uh, we played some golf today through my my clubs in the back of my. Big blue truck from Simmons Chevy in Mount Horeb. Only minutes away from a better buying experience at Simmons Chevy in Mount Horeb. Go see Dan and his team out there. Aaron is the one that sold me my truck at Simmons Chevy in Mount Horeb. If you're in the market for a new or new to you Chevy Silverado or Colorado, I recommend Simmons Chevy in Mount Horeb. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> How are we at here, Fat Animal? I don't know. I got a lot of We have a minute-long video at Jim and Matt now where you can see Alex Strofe. Continue to miss shot after shot. When I mean miss, <laughs> I mean swing so and miss. Got to be one of the most embarrassing pieces of footage. And I have, you know, I've been 18 Coors Lights deep in videos before, and they do not top this. This is awful. P- 
painful. My favorite part is when you threw it. I'm going to be honest. It was kind of a horrendous throw. That was really bad, wasn't it? I I couldn't do anything right. That was the the kicker. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Uh, He's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. We're live at uh, University Ridge. And Matt, any more insight into that? No, there's. I have no tips for this. I would take two weeks off and then quit golf. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is remarkable. Again, you can see that at Jim and Matt is where you can see that. Uh, Jordan Love spoke to the media today. Nothing came out of it, which is fine. It is the new era. I think on a. <laughs> yeah. Eight misses and then he throws it <laughs> and throws it poorly. Uh, he just he didn't get it up. He just threw a little like like he was trying to throw it to first base from from uh, the pitcher's mound. But little, he yipped that too. Stinger. Like yeah, <laughs> at least it went forward. Oh my goodness, stuff that was so bad. A whole minute of you missing the golf ball. You took eight attempts at it. Are you sore? Because you took a lot of swings today. I uh, I took four Advil the minute I got back to the office. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because well, also, Jimmy, let's not bury the lead here. I played my ass off in a bar league volleyball game last night. I was diving all over the place. And uh, so I'm a multi-sport athlete. Okay? I mean, some some days aren't going to be your best days. It's funny you think the lead is not you missing. Because you probably repeated it. Because we do have video of that, too. Maybe we get Ryan to follow up. Probably eight other misses on the tee box. <laughs> So can, you, can, can you stop? You probably had 16 swings and misses. Which I'm, I'm serious. Like, can we? Like, is it, if we have video proof of it, like in the Guinness Book of World Records, if you're not trying to miss, is it even possible to miss 16 swings? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if it's a, a thing that can be done. Oh, strong. That, that was legendary, but Oh, man. Alex, thank you so much for uh, being a good sport about it. And now, <laughs> Matt, such a trooper. 844-770-3776. The worst yips you've ever seen in sports or times in your life that you overcame the yips. And Alex, <laughs> it's on Twitter at Jim and Matt. And it's at Jim and Matt on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want Alex's explanation for worst sporting yips of all time, go to Twitter. <laughs> at right. Jim and Matt. Yes. And no way to go, Stroop. <laughs> no, Tarek was not saying that today. I'll tell you that much for sure. No way to go, Stroop. Matt, you were there. I was further away, and I was confused because I was like, what is happening over there? Yeah. You were in it. What's going through? Because it was kind of hard. To be honest, kind of heartbreaking. It, it, it was. At first, it was funny. The first two were funny. Then, and then, then like, you're just like, because you you're a helper. You try to. Like, so, what was going through your head with him? Well, that's the problem is you try and give him a tip, and then he does it again, and you're like, I don't even know if I should be telling you anything. Like, where, where do you start with somebody who's not even making contact with the ball on how to hit a better golf shot? It's like, well, first thing I'd do is make contact because when hitting a golf ball, contact is key. That's a common rule in a lot of sports. Contact is key. Like, it was so. almost like, you know what, like, just well, how about we just take a break? Like if, yeah. like if it was if he was a younger kid, if it was my kids, it'd be like, you know what? How about we just take a break for like a hole? Like I'll just play, you just chill, right. catch your breath, relax, and we'll just start over at the next hole. Yeah, because that was basically where we were at. Because I thought it was a bit for a minute. Because at one point I did ask him, like, yeah. on the second, on the tee off, when he kept on <laughs> I missing. Keep his head down. <laughs> Everyone did. I don't. I still don't know. Uh, yeah. And if anyone wants to chime, you can watch the video, 844-770-3776. And then if you want to chime in with some golf tips for Strofe, besides <laughs> yeah. hit the send ball. 
Send them directly to Alex. Send him in, into his DMs. <laughs> I don't know what the, equi- the equivalent would be for um, football, but hopefully Jordan Love doesn't have issues like that when he plays. I don't know what he's going to do, but he cannot be as bad as what Alex Schroff did on the golf course today. I think we all feel confident about that, uh, Jordan mm. Love. What would be the equivalent of Alex Stroff, you know, today, earlier, missed eight. So he swung and missed the golf ball eight times once and then did it again. Is that like throwing five interceptions in the game, or what is it at? I feel like that. <clears throat> or is like it just straight up turning the ball? Like you're just. Yeah. Or missed handoff, fumble in the or snap, fumble in the snap. How many times? Like eight times then, or how many? No, times? a couple times. A couple times. Yeah, like, I would say each missed golf swing is like one fumble. Like let's say three golf swings is like one fumble snap. Four golf swings. No, it's not like it's not impossible to miss the ball. It's still not a giant little target, and you got like a crooked stick that you're trying to hit this thing with. So like, I'll give Alex the benefit of the doubt, but if yeah. The Jordan Love equivalency of yips would be like not being able to handle a snap. As we heard Jordan talk earlier today, is he, and again, avoided like a trigger warning. I'm not saying he isn't. I'm not even saying it's bad if he isn't. But is he going to be one of the captains this year? 844-770-3776. One of the offensive captains. I, I don't know how many of the Packers. Alex, how many out of the Packers? Dude, every team does a little different. Some teams rotate captains. Some teams have X amount of offense, defense. Some have just whoever is a leader on the team. Will Aaron or Will Jordan Love be one of the captains, offensive captains for the Packers this year? Yeah, I would think so. I'd have a hard time believing the quarterback wouldn't be wouldn't be a captain. It's not I mean, unprecedented. I'm like Aaron Jones for sure. Yeah, Maybe Jones would be. I think David they they, they do three on each side of the ball, and then to typically a special teams captain. That's always been Mason Crosby, but obviously he won't be back. So we'll see. They might do it different this year. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, Bakhtiari and Jones for sure. I guess the biggest thing Love's got going for him is who's who else is that guy yeah, on offense? That's he, he's like one of the most tenured players on the team, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> been here for a long time. Hasn't done much of anything, but he's been here for a while. So at least he's got that going for him. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. He would be. A, and it's not even saying is that a good thing? I think he is a leader. I'm not saying he's not, but no, no. So I think yes, it is a good thing that he's the he's. A but it also speaks to how young this team. Is. That's why I was asking if it's a good thing because there isn't anyone else on this team that well, you it makes make you a look case forward for to the future. In that case, you're like, wow, we have a lot of young, raw talent right now. If the if you know a couple of these guys turn out to be pretty good, serviceable NFL wide receivers. You gotta like the way the future's looking, because man, our wide receiver room is cheap and it is young. That is two things that the Packers definitely have going for them in the wide receiver room. They're saving money, and uh, yeah, it's working out well. I think it, I think it's gonna work out well for Jordan Love we being still, the captain of these young guys. We still are doing minute to win it, even though we're out at University Ridge uh, Golf Course. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Give me some numbers, guys. Well, it needs to be eight for how many times I missed the golf ball. Okay, eight. And th- three for my uh, birdie. All right, three for Matt's birdie and caller number eight, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. You're both entered. Three and eight are entered to win the $50 gift card from our good friends at North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Uh, they have three locations, uh, Madison, Verona, and DeForest, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Caller number three and eight, you're qualified to win that $50 gift card from North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, you just have to pick who's going to win, minute to win it, me or Matt Hamilton. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. 
You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not feeling so Rutledge and Hamilton continues live from University Ridge. We're presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do, and that's crush at Coors Light. we got a minute to win it uh, up in a second here. Matt Hamilton is wandering the grounds here at University Ridge. The winner of Minute to Win It will get a $50 gift card to North and South Sea from the Smokehouse. Three locations in the Madison area in Verona. Madison and DeForest, whether you're dining in, you want to have it delivered. You want to take it out. Whatever it is you want to do with it, have them cater an event, host an event there. Whatever it is, North and South Seafood Smokehouse will provide an amazing experience for you. Let's get two minutes to win it. Are you on Team Rutledge or Team Hamilton? I don't want to pick sides. This is the Minute to Win It, presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona. All right, well, it was not my minute to win it this morning, but hopefully it's uh, either yours or Matt's uh, here this afternoon as it is time to play Minute to Win It. Caller three today was Steve. Steve is on your team, Jim. He picked you to win today. And caller number eight was Nathan Stoughton. He's on Team Matt by assignment. Now, before I tell you the topic, I need to uh, let you know that this is according to a 2020 article. So this is before Live Golf was founded. Okay. I am looking for the top 10 richest golfers of all time based on net worth. I'll re-explain that one more time. The top 10 richest professional golfers of all time based on net worth. That makes sense? Yep. All right, here we go in three, two, one. Go with Tiger Woods. That is number one, of course. Uh, Phil Mickelson. He is number three. All righty. Um, what about like uh, Ernie Els? Ernie Els is number 10. Nicely done. <clears throat> All right, I'm running out of golfers, I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Who else has been a, a good golfer over time? Um, Jack Nicholson. Uh, Jack, Jack Nicholas. Uh, I'll give it to you anyway. That's number four on the list. Uh, what about, uh, there's no way it's Arnold Palmer. I'll say that one for later. What about Lee Trevino? Uh, Lee Trevino, strike one. All righty. Um, John Daly? John Daly is strike two. Okay. Trying to think of people who have played for a long time. What about VJ Singh? And that is strike three. You should have said Arnold Palmer. I'll just tell really? you that right now. He's number two, yeah. Really? Uh, oh, I guess it's not from just winnings. Right, right. Think yeah. about the drink. Yeah, he's number yeah. two. It's well, 700 not the drink. Million. He has like a lot of uh, gear and stuff. Oh, true. All right, so are we going to be able to find Matt? How's this going to work? I don't know. I struck out pretty quick. Golf is not my thing. Uh, so sorry, whoever. Uh, hey, a four spot's not bad here, actually, It's Jimmy. not bad. It's not I don't bad. know where Matt is. Should we just disqualify him? No, I'm going to text him. But uh, Unbelievable. I, so I figured this was going to be the issue modern, with you guys on Rip How many remote. modern golfers are on this list here while we wait for Yeah, Matt? without giving away too many answers for anybody that's still playing along. Uh, modern golfers, there's probably, do we consider Tiger a, 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 a uh, would, would he be a current golfer? Yeah. Golfish. He golfs sometimes. Um, so yeah, like like six or seven of them actually, five or six of them. Okay, okay. So I should have done better. I should have had. A, I honestly, if I did more than five, I would have been good. So I just was off by one. I should have said Palmer. Got a little too confident with VJ Singh. I thought I I thought I could find someone while I got on the on the Champions Tour that had I, one. I think you'll kick yourself over a couple. Probably. I'll give you that. I mean, I just I'm out of 
like, all these guys stopped playing golf a long time ago. I don't watch golf on television, so I don't really know any. And then, like, once you're kind of, like, out of sight, out of mind, then it just kind of fades away. Yeah, there. Yeah, Matt gives me, like, he's wondering if he should come back. Did he leave his phone over here, too? Did he? I don't know. Matt, we've been waiting for you for, like, two minutes now, so... Yeah, uh, he had to go get himself a golf club. He bought a new golf club in yes. the meantime? Golf glove. All right. Hello. How did I do? Uh, I didn't do great. You should do well. This is your this is your topic. If you blow, if you screw this up. Yeah, this is a this, this is, is a Matt Hamilton topic. <laughs> if yes. I screw this up. This is a Matt <laughs> Hamilton topic. So just so you know, Matt, you were not selected by caller three. Caller eight, Nate and Stoughton on your side today. All right. All right, so I'm going to tell you exactly what I told Jimmy. I'll read the topic twice, and then your time will start. Okay. It should be noted, this is it from a 2020 list, and this is before LIV Golf, Live Golf, was founded. So none of the live money is involved here. I'm looking for the top 10 richest professional golfers of all time based on net worth. Again, I am looking for the top 10 richest right. professional golfers of all time based on net worth. Your time starts in three, two, one. Uh, Tiger Woods. He's number one. Uh, Brooks Kepka. At a strike one. Oh, Dustin Johnson. At a strike two. Oh my gosh. Yippee. Uh, Rory McIlroy. Rory is number seven on this list. Oh my gosh, that feels good. I, uh, then I guess I, I'm just trying to think like the older. Uh, guys probably didn't have the purses, but I guess I'll say Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas is number four on this list. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer is number two on this list. Ooh, um, um, oh, what is that guy? Greg Norman. Greg Norman is number five. Nice. Um, who else was great? Uh, or played a lot, maybe. Got about oh. 15 seconds. Do I got Jim yet? You do. Yes, you won. Oh, perfect. Um, just by seconds. one, though. Okay, I guess I'll, I'll just throw out a guess. Um, let's go Gary Player. Gary Player is on the list. He's number six. Nice. I, and my last guess, I wasn't sure about Is Sergio Garcia on that list? He is not. That would have been strike three. Phil Mickelson? Phil Mickelson is uh, the only yeah. one in the top seven he missed. Yeah. Ah, um, okay. So just to run through that list quick, number one is, of course, Tiger Woods, $800 million. Now, now before you, it's not, and this is where it got me, you figured it out quicker, it's not purses. It's net worth. I literally said I know, that. I know that, but okay, like okay. Matt and I, because the way golf works, you think purses. So yeah, like, so I was going with the newer guys, thinking that they're just playing for. And it took, dollars. and you caught it quicker yeah. than me, and I was out. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so number one, Tiger Woods, eight hundred million dollar net worth in twenty twenty. Arnold Palmer, number two, at seven hundred million. Phil Mickelson was third at four hundred million. Fourth, you guys both got Jack Nicholas at three twenty. Greg Norman was number five at 300 flat. Yeah. Gary Player, great pull by Matt. I thought that was going to be a toughie. 250 million at number six. Rory McIlroy, number seven at 130. Fred Couples, number eight at 120. Right. I think Couples was the guy that um, was that I was trying to think of off the senior tour, champions ah, yeah. tour. I was yeah. trying to name some of those guys. That, out that's there. that's the one I thought you would kick yourself over there, uh, Jimmy. Number now, nine, number nine. This one actually kind of surprised me. Jordan Spieth, number nine on this list, a hundred okay. million dollars in net worth, and Jim actually got number ten, which was Ernie Els. Ernie Els, no way. <laughs> yeah, I, but he was another one of the champions too. It emboldened me to go. Yeah, for it. part of me, like I was thinking, who played Tiger all the time for like a year? It was David Duvall. I was oh like, yeah, I can't pick David Duvall. No, Ernie Els gave him a good run for the money. He was a pretty good uh, golf guy. But here is the my part that I also just want to. 
I did bad, but I want to. I gotta go circle back to Strofe here. So I said Arnold Palmer. I'm like, oh, he made money off the course. And what did you say, Alex? Well, I said the drink, and he's still making royalties on that. Well, I guess not anymore, but he was. No, they just called an Arnold Palmer. He made all his money with golf courses. And did golf did he not? He had to make royalties off that. It's his name. No. no. Yeah, no. It's just what he did. It wasn't. Like an Elvis sandwich, like if I go buy it, I think they have it at the Firefly in Oregon. All right, like, now that's different. How? It's a specific sandwich. Mixing lemonade and his tea is not different. His than picture just, is on the can. Well, maybe later that's on. That's brand. Yeah, but that's not where he made his money. How much money does he have? Well, had. He's been dead since 2016. Okay. But uh, his net worth in 2020 was $320 million. How much do you think Arizona Ice Tea is paying the man? Like, he made... Like, yeah, it's just funny. Like, I that's honest, what you guys. I, I drank so many of those things. Like, it's just up. so yeah, funny. Like, Arizona iced tea. That, that, was, cents that, was, my, that was, was my introduction go-to. to Arnold Palmer. It was but, like, the drink. That's what cracks me up. Like, yeah, he's got all that iced tea money. <laughs> 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 yeah. okay. Honestly, fair. Fair. That's that's uh, <laughs> that's what. Which makes sense why you'd think that. It was just like. No, he designed courses and like has his own gear and like yeah. that's. I mean, yes, there's the Arnold Palmer drink, but. Yeah, that was like for fun, <laughs> for funsies. Are you guys done making fun of me for the day? I think uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Are you done giving we, us just beautiful yeah, ammo we, to make fun yeah, of? Yeah, we thought we were, and then you drop with <laughs> Alder Palmer. I thought you were letting that one slide. I thought you were letting that one slide. The heir to the iced tea and lemonade <laughs> fortune. He's going to be a baron. <laughs> How'd you make your money? Iced tea. Iced tea. <laughs> Oh man, Matt or uh, Alex, you do know that iced tea does not get royalties off of iced tea, right? <laughs> <laughs> Same with Ice Cube. Yeah. Also, really? not getting royalties off of Ice Cubes. If you can believe Be it. Nice. Uh, this is Roger Hamilton presented by Coors Light. <laughs>